At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin the first Big Bets of 2023. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Amal, everybody out there listening and watching, Happy New Year. Hopefully, it is off and running to a great start. We've got so much action today. It feels like Big Bets Live Bet today because we we had three bowl games uh, already in action as we speak we're still waiting on Utah and Penn State of course we got the Bills and the uh, Bengals today which is a huge game in the AFC uh, we're going to have the one man gang Lorenzo Alexander is going to join us here in hour number 1 of course played for a, a, a bevy of teams but really most notably the Buffalo Bills towards the end of his great pro playing career rather and Tank Williams is going to join us at the hour of t- uh, our top of hour number 2 to talk all things NFL as well Tank a former Titan they got a huge one uh, down there in Duval to decide the AFC South next week so we'll get to all that but let's get to the games in progress right now Maul as we look up and we see Caleb Williams going for USC and that's a good thing if you're a Trojan backer right now they are hammering Tulane 14 nothing 10 minutes to go in the second quarter but if there's one thing that you and I kind of certainly talk a lot about during the show this year is does Alex Grinch's defense hold up? It didn't hold up against Utah uh, either time. Do you think it holds up today against the Green Wave? Uh, you know, it would be interesting to see. Right now uh, you see USC with a 14 nothing lead, two-lane threatening just outside the red zone, facing a third down and eight. But they can't get Caleb Williams off the field, so I think it's going to be a real challenge. I think that will help Alex Grinch's defense because – the opening drive by USC was 17 plays. Woo. The next drive, they went 90 yards. I don't know how many plays it was, but 
Um, it's been interesting in terms of how difficult it's been for the Green Wave to be able to get Williams off the field. I think the difference here in this game, Dave, is the level of athlete. Excuse me, you're just not used to that level of athlete in the American Conference. And right, and that's showing itself with the Heisman Trophy winner right now, Caleb Williams, doing kind of whatever he wants, whenever he wants. But let's see if the USC defense can hold. It looks like the Green Wave, though, <laughs> as we speak, can't hold. Touchdown, Green Wave. I got to give my guy, Dave Ross, credit. He comes in, he goes, oh, don't worry about it. He goes, Alex Grinch is on the other side. He, uh, Tulane's got a shot here. That's the way yeah, I kind of looked at Right it. on cue, they show Alex Grinch with the missed tackle. Oh, they marked him down. Oh, they did. Okay, so yeah. it looks like he's going to be first and goal then. Uh, let's see where the knee is because, I, boy, I don't know where the knee was down. No, I don't think it was the knee. It's his foot right oh, there foot, at the okay. four. About, the three, about three and a half, half four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, the green wave, it's not a touchdown. 14 nothing. It's very important, though, obviously, for the live numbers yeah. as they uh, fluctuate with every play. So we'll keep you updated there if Tulane does, in fact, uh, get this one in. The other game going on right now, the two other ones, uh, one is not competitive. LSU is just laying it on Purdue, boiler down in a big way. 21 zip second quarter switching quarterbacks doesn't matter it's Shane Daniels if it's a Nussmeyer here for LSU right now it is all Brian Kelly and his family against the Boilermakers any signs of life or is this just going to be one-way action the rest of the day it feels like right now it's going to be all one-way traffic and I don't think it's going to change you look at Purdue they had a coaching change Drew Brees taking over uh no Aiden O'Connell there in terms of the quarterback position so I th- you look at them, and no surprise, this line's gone to 15. Wow. I, I believe uh, the biggest line of the bowl season, right? Yeah, that's the biggest one that I can recall. Yeah. And this one kept moving. The steam is certainly going uh, in the direction of LSU. So we'll see if we get some live numbers populated as that score changes. But right now, 21 nothing, about 12 minutes to go in the second quarter. And the other game going on, very emotional, obviously, for Mississippi State. Uh, after the passing of Mike Leach, uh, their bowl game going on against Illinois and not an exciting one, certainly if you like offense, because you're not getting a lot. But Illinois does have the 7-3 to three lead. We're in the third quarter here. Feels like field position type game. Both teams struggling to move the football. Is this one of those where maybe the last mistake is going to be the one that might cost either team here? I think it's a good way of putting it. Uh, right now, Mississippi State already with two interceptions in the first half. Uh, Will Rogers throwing one at the uh, Illinois uh, inside the 10-yard line mm. there. So, the Illini able to play defense and then go back the other way and get a score uh, right now leading 7-3. to three. They've had a good defense all year. And Mississippi State, the one thing, their passing game is like an extended running game, very short throws. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they can get on track. You expected them to come out, uh, play well, just simply because of the passing of Mike Leach. But so far, hasn't been the case from an offensive standpoint. Now they got the pirate on the helmet, which is pretty cool to uh, certainly uh, pay the respects to their former coach, Mike Leach. Uh, passing away before this bowl game, after the Egg Bowl. Uh, Let's talk about uh, what we saw over the weekend in in the context of what we might see next week. But before we do the Monday Night uh, National Championship between TCU and Georgia, we do have one more bowl game on tap I want to just tackle before we get to there, and that is Utah against Penn State. Boy, this money line, this team has come big in the way of the Nittany Lions. Now Utah, who is favored for much of the the month of December leading up to this bowl game, they were the small favorite. Now Penn State, I'm seeing some one-and-a-halves. Uh, go there, 54 is the total. Why this line move in the way of the Nittany Lions? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, this is a little yeah. bit surprising to me. This is kind of Utah's uh, opportunity to kind of finish business from last year where they lost late against Ohio State. An opportunity in this matchup. Penn State uh, obviously going to be without Joey Porter Jr., one of the top DBs in mm-hmm. the NFL draft coming up. Uh, but this should be a good one. I'm looking forward to this matchup here, 5 o'clock on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the West Coast. 
And again, if you can get some Utah money, if you like Utah, if you're on the side of the Utes, uh, which is where I kind of lean in this thing, because after what we saw against the the Trojans of last year in that fantastic bowl game, right? The big boys, we're seeing some of it play out where Purdue looks undermanned against LSU, right? right. And we'll see about the Tulane, how that plays out with SC. They did score, by the way, so it's 14-7 right now, USC. The live number now repopulates. USC is six and a half in game. Uh, and that total, though, is going up, up and away, 64 and a half with 21 points already on the board. But Utah's not going to be intimidated by Penn State. Penn State's got a really good resume this year, right? Only a couple of losses, and that was to Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. And, you know, the, so there's nothing to sneeze at there. But I, I got to look at it and think Utah's going to be highly motivated. We, we know as, uh, we know Penn State will put their best foot forward, but I don't. I look at this and say, yeah, Pickham feels about right to me, but if you can get even money here taking Utah uh, instead of taking the point and a half, that's probably the way I'd go. Yeah, no, I would agree with you there, and this is going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, I think if you can just minimize the mistakes from an offensive standpoint, I think both teams defensively are very solid, Yeah, and it's going to come down to whichever offense can execute when the opportunities are there. 54 is that total between Utah and Penn State. So because of what you might see with those defenses, Mm -hmm. is there an early lean towards that under potentially? Uh, You know, at at the number of 54, no, because I think this game is still capable of being a little bit higher scoring, Mm -hmm. uh, but... I'm hoping for maybe an early score and you get over 56, which is a touchdown, so it gives you an opportunity to kind of keep that thing potentially under. The game that I'm regretting not playing the under, and I looked at it and I was like, wow, this, I thought it should have been about 43 or 44. I just, I don't know, I thought, I didn't know, understand why this was 47 between 46 and a half between Illinois and Mississippi State. Right now, 7-3 in this uh, third quarter, wow. and it doesn't look like no. it's going to get there. Doesn't look like offenses are opening up in that one, no. so we'll, we'll keep an eye on those games going on, of course, at Utah and Penn State game tonight. Uh, let's talk about what we saw over the weekend and what it might mean for next week's TCU-Georgia yeah. game. Wow. You know I, I, you know me by now. I've been saying I don't know why you need expansion. I thought that Final Four was as good as it gets. It's, right. it's hard to get to that position. I know Alabama backers like, you see what we did against K-State? Yep, but you had two losses. We, we saw, to me, the best four teams in there, and TCU comes away with that win against Michigan in an absolute slugfest, 51-45, and we thought that – couldn't be topped. I think it was topped by uh, Georgia getting that 42-41 win over Ohio State. Tons of points. It, it just, I mean, you pick six, sixes galore. We, I don't know what else you can expect from a national semifinal, but I don't know if it gets any better than that. Just forget about which side you might have been on, just from an aesthetic standpoint of watching that national semifinal. Yeah, if you're a casual observer, didn't have a bet on the game or didn't have a rooting interest, I thought those two games were terrific. Uh, the one thing, if you're Michigan, that you probably regret is – and it was funny, I was, I was on the phone with somebody when the game was going on early, we were saying take the points on that field goal in that first drive yes. by Michigan. And forget the fact that they ran a bad play, but my thing was if you're going to run a play like that, at least put in a situation where they're backed up so this way uh, you wind up with a scenario where they're going to be deep in their own territory. Instead, they end up losing about eight yards on the play and Tulane comes off their goal line there. But I, I think if you're Michigan, you look back on it and say, that's a game we should have won. You gave up 14 oh, points man. from your offense. And I get the argument on, I think it was Wilson on the, uh, or Ronnie Bell, I don't remember who was, on the touchdown that was negated, mm-hmm. and then they fumbled on the next play. I mean, that's a touchdown. I don't know how, how in the world it's not a touchdown, but you do fumble the ball in the next play, and the first person goal from the one, or the inch yard line, really. But I just, the thing about that, and you're right, look, Michigan loses by six, it's an easy way to go. Well, if you had Michigan money line, you go, how did I lose that on that awful call? You, you, you got burned there because that, that's terrible. When you go to replay, remember, yeah. it was called on the field touchdown. Right. They overturned it. That's the part that sticks in my craw is that you overturn the call on the field. 
Like, if you called it down by whatever, however you you thought you saw it as the official, and then you say, we don't have enough to, re- to overturn it, okay, I could live with that. But the fact that you're overturning the call is the one, as a Michigan backer, I might go, what? And then the last play of the game, to, to pick up the penalty for targeting and say no targeting, which... But that's to me, wasn't a big deal. Well, it could have put the ball to 50, and you still had... Well, no, there would have been a, they would have been at... The drive started... It would have been about the 40. They're on 40. I think it was at the 20, 25. I don't 25 think they were that happened. far along, because they had... It was third down and 15, as is, right? Yeah. If, if you put the targeting, and I think you he got the first down. at the 30. So the ball's at the 45. I, I still don't think the way Dylan McCarthy was throwing the ball, I don't think they were going to go down and score. I mean, I, I get the argument, but, but here's the thing. I don't think any of the calls were egregious enough where Michigan looks back and says, we lost this game. Well, the touchdown was egregious, wasn't it? The overturn of Hold the – Hold on to the goddamn ball. But, I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it's not I mean, that hard. I understand, but he did hold on to the ball. They said his knee was down. I'm talking about the running back. Oh, oh you're talking about the fumble. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, look, when you look at it, you got the ball at the one-yard line. McCarthy's a big guy. I don't even understand why you're handing it off there. Mesh point. See, the mesh point well, came no, into play. TCU ran the greatest quarterback sneak of all time. They took the bush push, and they actually improved it. They just bring the wide receiver <laughs> over. I said line up a lineman behind him and just push him. These linemen can bench uh, 400 pounds. No problem. I mean, it's, look, so again, if you're a Michigan backer, you're probably going, how did I lose that game? That's how you lost it. Uh, and that it, number did go up before kick to eight and a half. Remember, it was seven and a half most of the week. It did go up. TCU cashes that ticket. If you had the money line plus 290, wow, what a win. Very quickly, we're going to get into a lot more throughout the week, obviously, but Georgia, 13.5-point favorites over TCU, and that total right now, 62.5. Like TCU early, I think the one thing they got exposed for Georgia was their secondary isn't able to do a great job, and Max Duggan's mobility is going to present some real problems. Yeah, I'll be very curious where that line goes as the week goes, so we'll keep an eye on it, but right now you get 13.5 if you like the Horn Frog. When we come back, let's talk all things NFL galore. What a wild weekend it was there as well. Come on back. It's Big Bets. First one of 2023 here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. 
With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance bet, Sunday football parlay insurance, and more. It is a whole new ball game, whole new year, 2023. Ringing it in with Amal Shaw here on Big Bets on Vston. Wow, what a wild weekend in the uh, NFL. Of course, we thought it was wild in college football, and it was. You know, I, I marvel last night at what I saw by never lost Mike Tomlin. Never had a losing season. Well, they're going to have it this year. This is going to be year that Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers don't make the postseason. No Ben Roethlisberger, the Hall of Famer to be, finally retires. You go to a Kenny Pickett. You got Mitch Trubisky. It's going to be a work in progress. You look up. They're at 500 after another comeback. They did it two weeks ago against the Raiders. That cost Derek Carr's job. And then they did it against the Ravens. Yesterday in Baltimore, and somehow, some way, come back and get the win in Charm City. And, oh, by the way, the Steelers are still alive in the wild AFC playoff picture. The Patriots control their own destiny to make it in with a win next week. I marvel at what I watched last night from the Steelers. I don't know how the Ravens have 10 wins. I don't. I look up at the end of the year. It's almost like they just threw 10 and 6 on their schedule, and everybody went, yeah, okay, that sounds about right. What do you make of the Steelers now with one more to go against Cleveland? They need help to get in. But there they are at 8-8. Eight and eight. We know the Titans against the Jags is going to be for the division crown and the AFC South, right? We know the Chargers, obviously, and Ravens in as a wild card. And Patriots got to win, and they're in. Dolphins need help. I just marvel at what Mike Tomlin is able to do year in, year out. I think they're going to win next week, and he still won't have a losing record. I, it's amazing. And, you know, you talked about it. Uh, what a great job this team has been able to do. But I thought that drive by Kenny Pickett. <gasps> 
Kenny Pickett right now, in my opinion, is better than Lawrence, better than any other first or second year quarterback. The job he was able to do was incredibly impressive just to get that team to march down the field 90 yards. Wow. Um, Against that defense. Yeah, you know, I don't understand why people think that defense is so good. I look at um, them and trying to tackle Najee Harris. I don't think they were able to do that. And by the way, (laughs) fighting Sean Kings. Let's go. I I got to give it up to Dave Ross. He has been so on point with this game. He goes, we're in the commercial break. And he goes, all you need is one turnover. Two plays later, pick by uh, Tulane. And then boom, Jaquan Jackson, 87 yards to the house. I I will say one thing. And a friend of mine has said this. He goes, Tulane's getting some transfers in that have played at the, um, a little bit of higher level in terms of the power fives. And you saw that speed from Jackson. Woo! I mean, he absolutely ran away from the USC defenders here. And that, that was, was a great SEC, block. That was SEC elite level speed. Yeah, right there. Absolutely. Well, he's from Louisiana. So yeah, you yeah, figure yeah. he can run, right? <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. uh, so great touchdown. Wow. And, I mean, this is a game, two plays, 92 yards. The only concern you have though, is Tulane's defense has been well, on the They can't field. stop Caleb Williams. Well, they can't. And, um, but, you know, the previous pass interference was a gift. Yes. And then the ball don't lie. Yeah. You, you get to pick on <laughs> Caleb Williams. But, a couple plays later. I have a question when everybody says that in basketball. What happens when you foul Steph Curry? He's making it, right? Ball so, lies. Okay, I'm just curious <laughs> about that one. If, if Steph Curry gets bailed out on the call, that ball's going in. There's yeah. nothing that the Rasheed Wallace jinx can do. So 14-14 there. Again, these numbers are going to keep repopulating I, that over right now. Boy, I wish I'd hopped in on that uh, pregame because it does feel like, and that's why I was saying, when Tulane was down, you know, before we came on the air, they had had a fourth and short around midfield. They decided to punt. And you had said, I think astutely enough, look, that's like a turnover, right? Because yeah. you, it's going to be really hard to stop SC. And my thought process was, well, if you can get one, you get one pick against Caleb Williams, you have to score to make it work. And then you've even the playing field. And it does feel like maybe an SC Utah type game we saw earlier this year. I think it was 43-42 where you're like, Last team with the ball, probably going to win. And that's what I think Tulane has to hope for right now. They've done their job now. So 14-14 here uh, midway through the second quarter. Yeah, absolutely. A great job of turning things around and getting getting on track here. It should be an entertaining game the rest yep. of the day because we know the Citrus Bowl is completely one-sided. It's 28 nothing right now, oh, LSU. Boy. LSU's just stomping uh, Purdue right now. We knew it was going to be an uphill battle. I didn't know it would be this that, uphill in the first half. That's good. Hopefully, depending on the number, if we get a 24, 24 and a half in that second half in the two lane, uh, in the Purdue, Purdue game, look for a second half under there. Yeah. Because I think it's going to be a low scoring. Just... Brian Kelly's not going to want to run it up in a meaningless bowl game, is he? I, I, you know, it was funny you said that. I was just thinking about that when they scored, when Noah Kane scored the Penn State transfer. I'm going, is Brian Kelly going to be the kind of guy? Is he going to want to try and run it up? This will be interesting to see what happens. So, again, we'll keep an eye on those games going on in progress. Mississippi State, by the way, down 10 to 3 against Illinois right there. So that's going to be, feels like one of those one score possession type games is going to come down to the wire. We're going to have Lorenzo Alexander on in the next segment. Can't wait to talk to the one-man gang himself. Uh, of course, he knows those Buffalo Bills very, very well. And there now that there is some steam going on the Bills side here as we get closer and closer to kickoff. This was about pick them, Bills minus one for the majority of the week. And now I look up, I see two and a halfs out there uh, and some twos as well. Hasn't it the key number of three? I, I don't think it should. I don't think it will. Okay. Because that, that feels like you're going to get buyback in the Bengals if yeah. that thing gets the three, right? Absolutely. And right now, uh, Bengals are plus $1.20. Bills minus $1.40 in the money line. Something I would not have been interested in until I saw those two two two-and-a-halves. I think if you like the Bills, still under the key number three, I would still be okay to lay it. Yes, you're not getting the best of the number, but really it's not going to hurt you that much. But the the Bengals side here, 
Now your money line's coming into play. If you like the Cincinnati side, you're getting upwards of plus a dollar twenty when most of the week it was maybe a pick on plus a dollar five. Yeah, really good point there, Dave. And I think when you look at it, a good opportunity in terms of Cincinnati uh, at home. Remember, if the Bengals win this game and if Kansas City loses next week, yeah, then the Bengals get the overall one seed. If they do win this football game, they can slide into the number two spot, which still would help you out in case the Chiefs get knocked off along the way. So real, uh, you know, movement here in the AFC when you look at it from the one, two, and three seed. Well, I'll tell you what hurts the Patriots. If Buffalo drops this, I'm sorry, if Buffalo wins this game, mm-hmm. they play the Pats next weekend, you're going to have a focused Buffalo team in that matchup. And here's the other, the flip side of that coin, because great point. So we're looking at this number tonight. You see the Bills laying two. I look up and I see that the Pats, who have to beat the Bills in Orchard Park next week, are getting seven and a half. Now, if the Bills were to lose tonight, I don't know why Sean McDermott would play Josh Allen. Next week. So you got to go domino theory here, right? If the Bills were to lose to the Bengals tonight, there there's no advantage to be gained for the Bills next week, theoretically, because I think the Chiefs then would just have to win. Well, it's, it's so hard to say. But the point being is, I wonder if there's a scenario where we could see that number plummet like a stock, and all of a sudden the Bills' seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home maybe become a pick em if Josh Allen didn't play because it became a meaningless game. Now, if they win tonight, to your point, maybe the number goes up because the Bills would need it to, to clinch that one spot. I love the point you just made. And if you like uh, the Patriots next week, then you're probably better off taking them right now plus the 7.5 yes. and, and rolling the dice a little bit. Uh, if the Bills lose this game, as you alluded to, then I think Buffalo approaches it differently and utilizes that as a bye week. For example, Tampa next week. Nothing to play for. Nothing. I, to me, you should be resting everybody. Use that as a bye week, and you should be playing backups. Hell, I'd be out there. I'd just be taking a knee on every play. Just to literally take a knee on every offensive play. Falcons are favored by three and a half right now against the Buccaneers in that game. Again, we're going to talk a lot about this during, during the week as well because these are really, I think, advantageous spots to be in. I don't know why Brady plays unless he tells Leftwich I'm playing, mm-hmm. but if he's, if he's not, where's that number going to end up before we get to kick? Seven? For the Falcons? Yeah, and you're seeing it reflected in this number right now. Uh, you know, Tampa knew season was on the line. You didn't want to have to rely Played on the everything. Saints beating Carolina, and they come through in the clutch in that fourth quarter. They scored 20 points. They looked pretty good. Now, how much do you gauge based on playing Carolina? But you look at San Francisco, they showed some vulnerabilities defensively yesterday against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia right now. Um, oh, man. They, they've got some injury concerns. Lane Johnson being out is a big blow on the offensive line. Uh, Caleb, I'm sorry, Caleb Williams, uh, Jalen Hurts. Looks yeah. like he's going to be able to go. That's one of the reports I heard this morning. Yeah. By the way, that game against the Giants right now, un- unfortunately for yours truly, holding a, a 7-1 ticket on the Cowboys to win the East. Yeah, it's still alive. But how much is it really alive? The Giants are locked into the sixth spot in the right. NFC. We were texting back and forth with Stephanie, doing a great job producing for us, and I was like, can we make that game matter for the Giants? The answer is no. It does not matter for the Giants at all. They can't move. They're wiggled. They're in an elevator booth, and they're wiggled into the sixth spot. And I don't know why Brian Dable would play Danny Dimes. Daniel Jones. Thank you. But, you know, maybe Dable's like, let's stick it to the Eagles, but you're just sticking it to yourself if you get injuries. I agree with you. I, I, there's no reason to. you. If you're a team that's going to be in the postseason and you're locked into where you're going to be at, you have to use this as your bye week. You don't play your guys. You oh, put- damn it, we don't lay down against the Eagles. We're right up by 95. It's the Giants. It's the Eagles. They hate us. We hate them. Well, you had an opportunity in the first game, Dave. Well, that's true. So, like, But that's the thing, right? Like, okay, so Tyrod Taylor would go if Daniel Jones doesn't go. And, again, the, the marketplace is reflecting two things here. Eagles by 14. 
Jalen Hurts, we haven't won without you. Gardner Minshew's been in there twice. They lost twice to the Cowboys and then lose at home to the Saints yesterday. They need Jalen Hurts. I don't know if that helps them in his MVP case or not with the two losses to Gardner Minshew, but it would be interesting if he comes back, they wrap up the division at home, Hurts has a big game. People go, see, that's why he's the most valuable player. Yeah, but it's unfair to criticize Gardner Minshew based on the performance against New Orleans because that's a good defense. Yeah. I don't think they get enough credit for how good they are defensively because their offense is inconsistent. All right, we got a lot of issues going on in the bowl games. We'll update that. But the one-man gang, Lorenzo Alexander, is next talking all things Bills and Bengals and beyond. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Sins Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for just $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today, you're going to get $20 to buy VSIN Sports Betting hat shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to everything we do in our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer. Sign up now. Get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness. It's already January, people. And you can do that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I cannot believe we're talking about March Madness. And you go, oh, right. It's 2023. It's just a couple months away. Uh, we've got some great bowl action going on right now. SC has regained the lead over Tulane 21-14. LSU putting it to Purdue 28-0 right now. Mississippi State uh, right now going to the fourth quarter. they got a shot here fourth and two deep in Illinois territory. We'll keep you updated there. But it is a big game tonight in the AFC, not just because it's the Bills and the Bengals, but really could determine possibly the number one overall seed. What a pleasure it is to have one of my faves that I've ever encountered in my trials and tribulations in sports media. That would be Lorenzo Alexander, the one-man gang. So you're looking good out there in Arizona. What are you weighing these days? I'm going to say you're about about 240. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of close to that, man. I just had a week up in Park City eating real good, <laughs> doing a little bit of skin for the first time. So, yeah, but typically I'm wearing about 230, 225. You know, I like to keep it lean and mean, man. I, I know how you do it. Sean McDermott's not calling you back up to play linebacker anytime soon, is he? No, that's that 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 ship has sailed a long time ago. I can't get out there and run around with them young folks no more. I, I, you know, once you get away from the game, people keep asking me, "Do I miss it?" No, I I don't. Um, you realize how crazy you had to be to kind of run through folks at full speed, especially when it's you know as cold as it is outside right now. So. Uh, I live my life. I play football at a high level. And so, yeah, I, I hope nobody calls me because I'm not going to pick up the phone if I know that's what they're asking about. Decade and a half in the NFL, Mall, you got to be a different <laughs> mentality to be able to do what he did. I, I would agree with you. And you know what? I think it's also, and Zoe, you can speak to this, obviously, is going through the preparation, all the work and everything it takes to get ready for it. It's not just about, you know, the Sundays are great, especially when you win. Right. But I sit there and I'm thinking about, you know, Michigan, Ohio State over the weekend. How do you feel mentally or emotionally when you lose a game like that? You know, Buffalo losing that game against Kansas City last year, mm. late in the game. I, I don't know how you get over some of those things mentally, depending on, on your personality, right. obviously. But that's all a part of the toll it takes, not just the uh, physical part, but the emotional part as well. Yeah. Um, and for me, I think to your point, it is all about the preparation. That That is the hardest part. Sundays is easy. Get out there, fly around, have fun, make plays, right? But it's what do you feel like on Monday? 
and then having to physically prepare and get ready for that next week. Emotionally, you know, we, we, we've learned how to compartmentalize things. We, we've been conditioned to do that at a, at a young age. And you oftentimes use that as fuel to get back and try to energize you, especially at the end of the season to get back out there, and if, especially if you had a bad taste in your mouth or if you want to get back out there and continue to dominate. But, yeah, that is, to me, I think that's secondary to the physical part and all the film you got to watch and making sure your body's right in order to go out there and be successful on a Sunday. So it was great even, you know, way back in our days, uh, obviously in D.C., but then, you know, talking to you when they drafted Josh Allen, they being the Buffalo Bills, and you were still obviously a key, key part of that defense. And I remember asking you there, like, you know, what's he got to do? We saw the first year. It didn't look great. Completion percentage was way down. What do you see now in Josh Allen here from the, the time you saw him day one in those locker rooms to what you see on the field today as one on the short list of most explosive players in the NFL? Well, I think that the, the fundamental uh, aspect of him that makes him so great, which he always has had, is being a great leader, being that, a great dude in the locker room where he is able to connect and relate to a diverse group of men, right? You think about, you know, O-linemen to receivers to DBs and just the personalities that you get between those groups. Thought he always did a great job um, in regard to that. And you can see that just the way the the, the Bills organization, this a team embodies that and they love one another. Um, as far as a practical standpoint, when you think about how he's grown as a football player, I think he's much better when he makes decisions. Um, at times you can see it kind of still uh, rears ugly head. And, you know, think about maybe Miami, the Minnesota game where he has untimely turnovers. But I think he's learned when he needs to uh, be superhuman and then when he needs to just be normal and just dump the ball off or check it down or throw it out of bounds and make the, and that's the, the best play. I think that's where he's grown the most. And then obviously when you add a guy like Diggs, um, when you have a guy like Davis come out of nowhere, you have the emergence of Isaiah McKenzie, Singletary, you have all these great athletes and, um, and playmakers around him. Um, he, he spreads the ball around, throws a great deep ball, and then he's able to utilize his legs. So he's a dual threat. Um, I think that oftentimes gets underlooked uh, because he is so prolific with his arm. And so all those different variables, and there's probably a couple of others um, from a uh, technical standpoint I didn't mention, but those things have really uh, come together. He continues to improve in the offseason. I know he's always humble and hungry, you know, working with Jordan Palmer and, and talking to his coaches and trying to understand how can he continue to, to grow and become even better the following year incrementally. Um, and that's why he's been able to have the success that he's had and really elevate this this team and really the community. If you know anything about Bill's Mafia, <laughs> he, he's carrying them all right now. How do you look at the breakdown of this game? You're at Cincinnati. You're at home. This is a crucial game for both sides. I don't remember a game being this late in the season that's going to determine yeah. potentially home field advantage between two teams. And Kansas City, who's sitting at home just hoping that the uh, Bills lose this game because then they become the one seed. So how do you see this one playing out? Not an easy scenario here, but if you're Buffalo – this, to me, yeah. is like your conference championship game on the road. You win this game. They'll beat the Pats next week, in my opinion. Then you get the bye week, and then you could be home for two games at Orchard Park for the final two right. games of the AFC. Well, well you can, first of all, you never can overlook a, a Bill Belichick coach team. Fair, never fair. do that. I know it's the Patriots. I know they're not as good with, without Tom Brady, but good football team. But in regards to this week, um, I think the main focus from a defensive perspective is shutting down Joe Mixon. I think when you've seen other teams have success, the same success versus the, the, the Bills, is when they're able to run the ball. And at times it was worse 
They might have been a little bit better, but it reared his head at different times. We think about the Patriots when they ran the ball like 40-something times and they couldn't stop and couldn't get off the field, right? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, man, it might have been the Patriots again. You know, Stevenson, they was up enough to where the Patriots couldn't really utilize it, but at times the Bills are unable to stop the running game, and they have to really focus because Joe Mixon is 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 obviously a, a really good back in this league, one of the top Top guys, runs hard, can catch the ball in the backfield, does a lot of great things. And they have to really neutralize him because if they become a dual threat with Burrow and, and Chase and with all those guys on the outside, it becomes a really uh, tough task for that defense that's really good overall. But nobody can stop when you have those type of athletes everywhere if they have um, both the run and pass game going. So defensively, they have to really shut down Joe Mixon and put it in Burrow's hands, which you don't like to do. But when you think about the pass rushes they have, and I know Von Miller's not out there, but they have a lot of young guys from Oliver to Rosso to Jordan Phillips, guys that can get after it on the back end. Obviously, I think that's where their strength is as well when you think about uh, Tredavious White coming back out um, and Dame Jackson and Poyer, just some guys that have been together for a long time, Matt Milano uh, and Tremaine Edmonds. They're really strong, I think, in the past game. And so they have to really shut them down there. And then Josh, they just got to do what they need to do. Um, just Because they, they do a good job matching up and not turn the ball over. When they get in trouble, they turn the ball over, especially down the red zone. Um, and if they can control those two things, you know, uh, minimizing their turnovers and then stopping the run, I, th I think the Bills will come away with the win on this one. Got a couple minutes to go here with the one-man gang, Lorenzo Alexander. And so I like to – when I kind of handicap games, and you really got me into this thought process of not – you know, forgetting about special teams, right? Because we go, oh, there's four units. No, there's six units, uh, three right. for a team, right? We got offense, defense, special teams. Out of those six units between the Bills and the Bengals, is the Bills offense the best singular unit? How would you kind of break down those units? Because, man, the Bengals offense is, is so balanced, but their defense is so underrated that people never seem to talk about the job the Bengals do defensively. Yeah, I mean, that's really hard because I haven't really watched all the special teams. I haven't really been able to go back and look at it to see, you know, who's better in, in, in that regard. Um, but it, it's, it's really hard to say. Um, you know, at this point, it's really who's going to execute, who's going to minimize their mistakes. I think both these offenses are, are, are very strong. Obviously, they have great quarterbacks. They have solid run games. I think if anything – if the Bills, I think, sometimes kind of get away from their run game and people think they don't run the ball really well, but if you've watched Devin Singletary at all this year, um, he can he can tote that thing. I think they just get away from it, you know, use Josh maybe a little bit more, rely on Josh's arm. Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, man, I'm, <laughs> I got to rock with Josh, man. They just got so many guys. I mean, I, I listed a couple of them, right, when you think about Knox. Uh, when you think about um, uh, Diggs and, and Davis. Uh, Davis and McKenzie and Singletary and then uh, what's the new guy we traded for a couple of weeks ago? Oh, yeah. so the Colts running back. Hines. Hines. Yeah. Right. Him and him in the return game. So they just got a lot of guys. I mean, and it's hard to match up. So I'm going to go with the Bills just from a matchup perspective, even though I know the Bengals are executing at a high level as well. Got only about 30 seconds to go. Very quickly. Looks like the Buccaneers, Cowboys might be slated in that four or five matchup in the NFC. You told me Brady would point you out, call out 57, right? Is Tom yes. going to do it again? Is he going to do this thing again? Yes. yes. I mean, if he's playing Dallas, it's, it's a no-brainer, right? <laughs> I actually thought they would lose the last four, but some way, somehow, they've kind of put together. So, but Tom is going to beat Dallas if they match up in the first round. But Dallas does have a shot, you know, if things fall right to maybe having a first round bye. So, but then they'll lose in the second round. So it doesn't matter. Need the Eagles to lose to the Giants, though. I don't know if that's going to happen. There he is, the one man gang, everybody. So, happy new year to you and yours, my man. 
Happy New Year's, man. Appreciate you, brother. There he is, Lorenzo Alexander, back with some bowl updates next on Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made up of six simple ingredients. It's com- completely tobacco-free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. So buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com, and buy it today. This product does contain nicotine 
Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back alongside of Malshaw, Dave Ross here. we got some drama going on in some bowl games and not as much drama in others. Right now, Illinois, Mississippi State, first game here in the uh, early docket of bowl games, four bowl games in all today, uh, culminating with Utah and Penn State tonight. 10-10. Cowboys are out. Uh, Cowbells, rather, are out for Mississippi State. Uh, obviously an emotional game. they got the Pirates on their helmet for their uh, – uh, Mike Leach, who passed away before this bowl game, sadly. Uh, they've come back to tie this game against Illinois, and it looks like they're getting close to getting that ball back here. So on the live number I look up, Mississippi State now a two-and-a-half-point favorite, even though uh, it is 10-10. Now, before this game began, it did get steamed all the way up to three-and-a-half. We don't no. know if it's going to get there. But right now, looks like after being down 10-3, to Mississippi State trying to get back in this football game with their defense. Yeah, great opportunity here. It looks like it's going to be another holding call on Illinois. It's going to be fourth and 26, and they'll be punting from about their own 30-yard line with 10-23 to go. But good defensive effort by both sides. Mississippi State, particularly in terms of getting pressure on Tommy DeVito with five sacks so far. I look at the in-game total. It's 27 and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you go, well, 10-10, shoot, I'll play the over. Well, you need two scores. Obviously, the the uh, the possibility of overtime does exist yeah. for this game. It, it, now it just went off the screen, back up at twenty seven and a half. So again, the theory there is: Do you look at it and think, man, I, I could only play the over there because, boy, if you get one score, the second one could be out of necessity either way. Yeah, um, you know, I can make an argument for the under simply because uh, if you, I, it feels like whoever scores next is going to win this football game. We've got a defensive holding. Let me correct it. I thought it was going to be on. Um, Oh, that's a correct call right there. It kind of chucked the uh, running back. Yeah. So a third and forever, though. Third and becomes, 26. Wow. Illinois now with new life. So, again, uh, still it hasn't really changed anything here. Uh, it's going to be second and long here. But, boy, what a – you got third and forever. And the lineman kind of grabs the running back coming out and could change the whole complexion of the game here with that five-yard holding call. Yeah, and, Dave, to your point, think about this. You go from you, – you end up giving them 10 yards, three more downs – and an opportunity, so it could also change the field position. And click, 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 the time now, under yep. 10 minutes to go, so maybe not a surefire over there in the end game of 27 and a half. You know, Tulane did tie up USC. We said, boy, they're really going to struggle to stop Caleb Williams. They didn't. He went down the field, scored, and then Tulane had another fourth and three, about a minute and a half to go before halftime, and they punted again. Yeah. When they punt, it's like a turnover. SC comes right back down. A second touchdown here before the end of the first half. SC back in control, 28-14. Yeah, USC only had one timeout. There was um, some opportunity there if you're Tulane. They threw a ball in first down. I couldn't tell if it was behind the receiver or if he just dropped it, but they ran the ball in second down. I thought on third down it was about third and three or four. I would have run the football and make either SC use their final timeout mm. or let them run the clock down. They would probably use the timeout, but it would have changed how they approached the attack in the red zone area, so – to me, a little bit surprising in terms of how SC played that. Let's look. Let's do some math here. The live number now at halftime is 76 and a half. Mm-hmm. SC, by the way, is laying nine and a half. Then that's interesting to me. So that second half number, they're really looking at about, what, four or five for Tulane yeah. to lay in the second half. Tulane will get the ball first. Uh, what do you make of that total? And again, pregame 67, you've got that in pocket. You're feel, feeling pretty good. Now, again, there is that opportunity if you want to get gutsy. And let's say, theoretically, out there, you're watching and listening, you have the over 67. Now it's 76 and a half. That gives you a middle opportunity of nine and a half points. Right. Is that too small a window for no, you to look at? No, that's a great number to, to do it at. You, you're, you already have 42 points scored. You need 25. And then you, you're talking about still needing to get to 34 and a half. So I think it's a great opportunity in terms of a middle opportunity, if you like it, if you have that uh, under, or excuse me, if you have the over in the game. 
What about the live number on Tulane getting nine and a half uh, for the game? If you think they can still come back and somehow win this game again, remember they do get the ball first. Now it seems at plus four dollars for Tulane on the live number on the money line. Again, before the game it was only plus a dollar five. Now they are down fourteen, but they do get the ball first. Yeah, but they haven't stopped us here right? really. Right? It came on a pick, and really it was a bad decision by Caleb Williams. He had green grass in front of him, could have run for about eight to ten yards, maybe more, threw against his body. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so for me. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure Tulane's going to be able to cover that number because, you know, they hit a big play and they had a, they had two really big plays on their offensive end that got them into the scoring uh, area. One was on the first uh, on the second drive of the game for them, but I just didn't feel like they were able to do it consistently. Fourth down now for Illinois. Eight minutes to go in regulation. It looks like they're going to have to punt. I can't imagine Brett Bielema gets too aggressive here at about midfield. Yep, the punting team's coming back on. So, Mr. Mississippi State, that live number again, two and a half for the Bulldogs here as they're going to get the ball back, but they're going to have a lot of green grass to cover. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a challenge here in terms of uh, where this ball winds up because Mississippi State, outside of the last drive, hasn't been great. They had a couple of drives in the first half, but they ended in INTs. Let's see if they can find some consistency offensively now. I'm not even seeing a number right now on halftime here for LSU. They're up 35 nothing mm-hmm. on Boilermaker, Boiler Down, Purdue. Uh, Again, before the game began, 15 and a half. You're already up 19 and a half if you've got LSU uh, for the game. So, barring something we just can't see, I don't know how Purdue, how they, how you can make them active in the live betting market. It's uh, uh, Purdue, I'm sorry, LSU minus seven and 21 and a half. And I, it feels like this game's going to play to the under in the second half. I don't see four scores. Um, 21 and a half, you said? Yeah. Okay, so there it is. That hook is is a big hook. Now, you think Purdue can get off the deck here somehow and get some offense? Great. But if not, maybe LSU gets an early score and looks to kind of get a running clock going. It, 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 I tell you, this game already feels like you get to the 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Everybody's just kind of, especially LSU's running fullback dive and just mm. putting yourself in a position to kind of end this one pretty quickly. All right, so 35 nothing there. Again, uh, Purdue going to get, uh, what, seven in that second half and that total of 21 and a half if you want to get active in that live betting market. And again, the uh, one more game tonight. And again, when we get Tank Williams on at the top of the hour, too, yeah, we're going to talk a lot of NFL with Tank and certainly Tennessee uh, in that big one against uh, Duval boys down there against Jacksonville. But also, we'll get his thoughts on some of the bowl action that he's seen uh, before we get to Utah, Penn State. That number right now is still Penn State now is flipped to the favorite at minus, uh, uh, point and a half, rather, and uh, minus, I'm seeing about a minus $1.30, $1.20 here in the money line. Uh, minus 115, we're showing our, our screen here. But that money is still coming into Penn State. If you're a Utah backer, are you getting involved in the points here? Are you looking just straight up money line saying, boy, if I get plus money or at least even money with Utah, I got to look at that side. Yeah, absolutely. Right now here at South Point, minus 115 on the Lions, 105 on the Utes, uh, Penn State minus one. Game is total, total's ticked up half a point now mm-hmm. at 54 and a half. Uh, but for me, I just don't really have a, a preference on the total. But in terms of the side, Gut says Utah, but I think this is a great game where if you take a pregame either side, you're going to have an opportunity on to bet the other side for a good middle opportunity. This is going to be one of those games I feel like both sides are going to be within 10 points the majority of the game. Yeah, so you might be able to find some of those in-game spots there uh, to hop in on if you don't like it uh, before we kick. Let's get to next Monday night, to the national championship with an early look. We gave you a teaser of it earlier uh, this hour, but TCU is getting 13.5 and a high total of 62.5. By the way, kudos to you. I think you lean towards both overs in the national championship games. Um, those were never in, in doubt if you played those overs. I mean, wow. 
You know, even at the halftime score for Michigan and TCU, it felt like there was a game about to explode. You knew Michigan's offense wasn't going to be held down. Yeah. And they end up scoring 45 and losing somehow. I believe what was it, what was scored at halftime? 14-6, something in that in that vicinity. And they end up putting up 45 and still losing. Are we going to get another wild shootout in the national championship? Yeah, I, I think if you're a TCU, you got to play a higher scoring game. Um, you know, Georgia's got a great opportunity to win a national title. And, and give them credit for, uh, for what they've been able to accomplish this year. Uh, you know, if you look at it from a TCU standpoint, yeah, Michigan did have those two crucial turnovers, and we talked about the oh, uh, the non-touchdown earlier. But this is a Horn Frogs team that took advantage of their opportunities and some of the mistakes by Michigan as well. So you have to give them credit for that. The one thing that I did see, though, so far – I thought Georgia's past defense, because here, here's the one thing that nobody talks about in the SEC outside of Bama. I, and Tennessee, they did a great job against Tennessee, but their offense, I think, is a little bit more simplistic. When you got actual pros out there, mm-hmm. you saw them give up 41 points to the Buckeyes, seven scores. I'm telling you right now, you look at Johnson on the perimeter. He's oh. going to be a first-round pick. These guys are going to be able to move the ball against Georgia. All right, I'm with you on that. So, again, maybe the number ticking down now to 13, some 13 and a half out there for for Georgia right now in the national title game. Very quickly, pro tip for hour number one. It does come from the NFL, and it comes in week 18, the last week of the regular season here. Know the implications of those games before you make those wagers. We're talking about the Bills in respect to the Patriots. Patriots have to win. They don't care who the quarterback is for the Bills. Right now, they're getting seven and a half. If the Bills lose tonight to the, to the Bengals, there might not be any motivation for the Bills to play hard against that, that uh, Bill Belichick coach team. So that number could fluctuate a lot. Check the motivations. Why am I playing the game? Or why might I rest my starters before you lay those numbers here early in the, in the week? That's pro tip for hour number one. Again, as a Visa Pro subscriber, go to VEASAN.com. You can sort those out by show and or by sport. We got the king of, of house football coming up next. Tank Williams on the other side. It's Big Bets on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. 
NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.